God desires a relationship with us and he desires our worship. But what exactly does that mean? How can we truly worship God? And what does that look like in our everyday lives? Find out from author and speaker, Jacqueline Palmer. If you have a paper today, if you can get that ready, any paper, no rules. Um, at some point today, you get to draw. Are you so excited? The excitement is overwhelming. Some of us love to draw and we do it well. Others of us see a piece of paper and think, wait, I don't know what it's supposed to look like and I can't mark on that paper until I know that's me. Just, just do it. That's going to be our line for today, isn't it? Just do it. So I'm going to set this here. If by the end of today you realize I have a piece of paper ready and we never got to the paper, sorry. <laughs> But this paper, my son and I um, have been working on the last couple of weeks, and it's, it's been everything. Everything that he's reading in Scripture and everything I'm reading in Scripture fits what is on this paper that you're going to draw, and it just makes sense no matter what Scripture we've faced yet so far in the last two weeks. It's intriguing, isn't it? You want to do the paper? Well, let's, let's pray. Do I need to introduce anything else? I'm Jacqueline, Women Inseparable. We're doing a worship study. We're getting ready to start. Process point number three. Process point number three in your heart of worship. Have you noticed a difference in your heart of worship since week one? Met that heartbeat a little bit? We spent two weeks on the word no. Do you know? <laughs> Process point number two was love. We got to immerse ourselves in the very love of God starting today and next week we get to talk about the word practice. Hmm. Do you love the word practice? To talk about what we know is fun and that's, that's mental, that's, that's brain power, that's, that's putting your mind in your hand, that's thinking, that's, that's, you know, doable. Thinking about love, that got a little bit touchy, a little bit revealing. We looked at our heart, we looked at the heart of God. We saw how white and precious, but still that's, that's inward. And then we hear the word practice and we're like, oh, we need to do something. Practice is hard. Learning something new is hard. Welcome to Women Inseparable Worship Study. Are you in? Remember, we're going to talk about the word practice as women inseparable. As you are where you are, let that peace wash over you and let's move forward. Um, first John. First John chapter three is where we're going to begin and where we will be in the next two weeks with the Lord is John 15. So if you want to write John 15 down, get that ready um, for you and the Lord. If we get there today, we'll get there today. If not, you'll get there with the Lord the next two weeks. But for right now, we're going to open up together first John and we're going to look at chapter three with our Bibles open and our hearts ready for practice, let's go before the throne of our God. Heavenly Father, we love you. We adore you. We magnify you. We sit in complete and utter awe before you. Father God, thank you for giving us things to know. Thank you for giving us the ability to remember what we know. I thank you, Father God, for loving us. And I thank you, Father God, for requesting of us that all we do is love you with all that we are all the time, because that is exactly how you love us, with all of you all the time. 
I pray that you'll grow, grow our relationship with you today. I pray that you will help us see and experience and empower and envelop and, and grasp our very heart of worship. May we not compare it with our past. May we not compare it to another person in this room. May we not compare it to somebody that we live with or that we worship with or that we serve with, but that it will, we'll see only the very eyes of our Jesus whose eyes are on us. And may we, may we get to know our heart of worship and let that be our practice today. Our scripture is open. My words are silent and we pray and trust 100% Father God that your spirit, that your name of your son, Jesus Christ will be the only thing that is spoken today. It's in his name we pray. Amen. First John. First John. We're going to do chapter three a little bit, but before we get into chapter three, there's a verse above it from chapter two, and it's all one big segment. So we're going to start at the end of first John two and carry through first John two twenty eight. It says these words. It says, and now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him and shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Power. These two verses are power. Does it make you want to stop and eat every single one of these words? Let's. For just a moment. Look at this. Anytime you're in scripture, it's always about you and it's always about your God. Please don't ever bring anybody else into that conversation. You say, but, but I'm reading this and I hear little children and God, you know what's going on in my child's life. And we detour our conversation with our eyes and Jesus's eyes onto our children. Have you ever done that while reading scripture? <laughs> We do this with our grandbabies. We do this with our spouses. Have you ever read scripture and thought, God, this is what my husband needs? <laughs> Have you ever read scripture and thought of a friend and said, oh, this is, this is what my friend needs? Have you ever read scripture and thought, well, this is the answer to that debate. I need to go get back into that, ar that doctrinal argument and I need to go win a cause. Have you ever read scripture for that purpose? Have you ever read scripture because you're preparing a study for somebody else? And you're reading scripture and you're like, oh, that's how I could teach that. Have you ever been there? These are all good things to do. Did you know that? When you read scripture and your child comes to mind, that's a good thing. When you read scripture and your husband comes to mind, that's a good thing. When you read scripture because you want to study because there's a debate or an argument and you know the word of God and Jude is coursing through you and you want to conquer and you want to fight and you want to stand on the solid truth of the word of God, that's a good thing. If God has you in a position where you get to study the word of God and proclaim it to somebody else to grow their relationship with the Lord, I'm telling you, I'm testifying right now, that's a good thing. It's an honored place to be. However, if we do any of these things without spending time, just you and your Jesus and your heart of worship, then you're going to miss the whole point every time. And your child's going to know, oh, you're coming at me with scripture again, because that's literally what you're doing. You're going at your child with scripture and you're not, you're not in a heart of worship. And if you're going before a crowd to teach the word of God, without going with your heart of worship, then all you're doing is saying, here's the answer for you, do it. 
no good. I'm not going to go on my rant. When we, when we practice this week, stay right there. Erase that child, erase that spouse, erase that friend, erase that situation, erase that earthly matter, erase the study that you're working on, erase all of that. And every time, every time you're working on the word practice, you get your eyes on Jesus and practice, practice embracing the word of God and his righteousness. Here we go. First John two twenty eight. it says, and now look at the timeline. When is now? Now is now, now is now, now is always. And now little children, John uses the phrase little children frequently when he writes. And when he's saying the words little children, he's talking to the one who has put their faith in Jesus Christ. My question to you is, are you the little child? Yes or no? If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've put your faith in the one who can save you, then, then this verse is for you. You are the little child. Does that feel good? Does that feel good? You looked in the mirror this morning. You're like, holy moly, what has happened? But you look into the, the perfect word and you're like, oh, oh good. I am just a little child. That's fantastic. We can always and forever be that Toys R Us kid refusing to grow up because we are the little children. It says, and now little children abide in him. Abide in him. And for, I pray right now with the presence of the Holy Spirit this week with you and your God, that that word abide as you spend time in John 15 will come to life. That's my prayer. So I'm going to skip over that for right now. It says, and now little children abide in him so that when he, when our Jesus, our eternal king appears, which means Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. That's a guarantee. That's a solid truth. That is, that is what we live for right now. Little children abide in Jesus because when Jesus comes again, just as he said, he's going to come again, we may have confidence and not shrink from Jesus and shame at his coming. Have you ever pictured, we always picture Jesus coming again, right? And what that'll look like. Have you thought about what that looks like from his view at you? Like, okay, Jesus is coming again. I'm going to go and I'm going to get Thursday morning crowd. I'm coming on a Thursday morning at 1030. How awesome would that be? <laughs> Can we put that on the calendar? Like all of us at the same time simultaneously, like just worshiping before the throne right now in this room and then at the same exact split second we're together worshiping God in the throne room of God how amazing oh oh even so come Lord Jesus absolutely amazing may we May we right now and all the nows and all the nows, every second of your life, every heartbeat of your chest abide in Jesus Christ so that when Jesus does come, if it's not when we are gathered together as a group of girlfriends falling in love with him all over again, may we not shrink back at his coming. May we stand confident. Could you imagine all day of your life being confident at that moment and not having that thought ever again? Oh, Jesus, don't come right now. We've had that thought, haven't we? Oh, I don't want Jesus to come right now. Oh, Jesus, I love you. I know that you're coming, but just not right now. I can't even bear looking at you. We've had these thoughts. We've had these moments. Could you imagine living a life with a heart of worship that that never crosses your mind ever again? Would that be freedom? 
We're a clean slate, aren't we? We're a white canvas. This is what God says in the Old Testament. This is what Jesus says in the New Testament. It is you. It is who you are. You are clean. Jesus says, I'm coming again. I'm getting you. And at the moment I come, you are clean. That's how he sees you. Question is, how do you see you? What do you know? Remember what you know. Who do you love? Who loves you? Let's practice that. Let's practice that. Which means now, and as you leave now, and later today now, and tonight now, do you see what I'm saying? Every now, every now that you think, every now that you live, you're practicing this truth. You're like, but I have got to go to work, okay? Isn't that now? Can you not go to work and live in the now at the same time? You're like, I don't know how to do that. Ha, practice. I am still married to my husband. And you want me to have the heart of worship now? And now? Did you see what my husband just did? <laughs> do you realize he always does that? Do you know how many times I've asked him not to do that? Now, what are you doing at that moment? You're practicing the heart of worship. What do I know? Who do I love? Who loves me? I'm practicing that heart of worship. That's real life. It's easy to do Bible study homework when you can bring your Bible study homework into your Bible study chair and you fill in your blanks and you fill in your answers and then you put your Bible study book away and you go to work and you go to your relationships and you do your job and you do your thing. It's a lot harder when you're saying Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And I have no idea when he's coming again, but I want to stand in confidence at his coming because I know what I know and I constantly and always remember what I know and I love, I love you with all of my pure heart because you've made it pure and I love you with all of my pure mind because you made it pure and and you love me and that's your existence always always right now that's your existence how do you get to that existence you practice you practice and we all have different areas to practice don't we because we all have different lives we all have different people we all have different situations. We all have different bodies. Have you ever noticed your body wakes up one day and you're like, just kidding. <laughs> you thought you were going to just stand up. That's fun. It's fun when you get to that age. When you get up and you're like, oh, I stood up way too fast. Or, wait, I thought I knew how to stand up. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Uh -huh. Age is a blast. And now, little children, you are, it gets better. Is that what I just heard? <laughs> and now, little children, abide. Abide. Can we connect that word with your heart of worship? Abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know, little children, do you know what you know? If you know that he, that he is righteous, do you know that Jesus is righteous, yes or no? Do you know Jesus is righteous? Do you know that Jesus is righteous? How do you know that Jesus is righteous? Because he died on the cross for us. How do we know that Jesus died on the cross for us? The Bible tells us so. Do you know that Jesus is righteous? 
maybe, maybe that's what you need to practice this week. Every minute, every time you feel your heartbeat, Jesus is righteous. And that's just what you say. All day, all day. When do I stop saying that? When you don't have to remind yourself anymore. And then you keep on reminding of yourself. Jesus is righteous. Jesus is righteous. Jesus is righteous. That situation comes up and you're saying Jesus is righteous. What does that do? In the midst of that situation, in the midst of that body pain, in the midst of that hurt, in the midst of that life, in the midst of that joy, in the midst of that earthly fun, in the midst of everything, you're saying to yourself, your heartbeat is reminding you, or your physical heartbeat is literally reminding your heart of worship to remember that Jesus is righteous. What does that do to that situation that's in front of your eyes? Pick, picture that. Picture your literal situation. You're like, I know what my life looks like. Picture your life. Okay, that's fun. Picture it. Your moment, you know what life is going to look like as soon as you leave women inseparable today. As soon as you turn off this video, as soon as you finish this podcast, what, what's going to happen next? You already know it. You've lived it. You know what's going to happen next. What would happen if you entered into that next moment with this phrase, Jesus is righteous? Your goal is to make that sentence become such a reality to you that you no longer see that situation. You no longer get enamored by that situation. You're so enamored by the face of God that this is now earthly. And I can now do the earthly because <laughs> Jesus is righteous. Jesus is righteous. I was sitting with this little piece of paper that my son and I have been working on, this little drawing. And he and I are applying scripture with this little drawing. And it's been amazing, absolutely amazing. And God's like, okay, you want to test and see what it looks like to go through like the, the irritants of life, the mundane of life, and, and apply scripture to those moments. And I got to spend a couple of hours on the phone with a um, cell phone carrier. <laughs> Jesus is righteous. <laughs> it works. You're still doing earthly conversations. You're still having to ask the questions. What did you say? Can you reword that? Can you tell me again? I don't understand what you're saying. You don't understand what I'm saying? Okay, this is great. Let's repeat the conversation. For two hours, I'm on the phone with a cell phone carrier. That's fun. That's real life. But at the same time, you've got this little tool. You've got what you know. You've got your eyes set on eternity. And like, all I'm doing is just this earthly thing. This is just an earthly matter. This is just an earthly matter. It's not that I'm going to hang up and quit. I couldn't hang up and quit. I couldn't get into my bank until I get into, you know what I mean? Like earthly matters have to get done. You still have to do these earthly matters, but you can still do these earthly matters without getting so riled up and so irritated and so caught on that earthly matter that you can say, Jesus is righteous. And this is just a thing because Jesus, who is Jesus? What do I know about? Je oh my gosh. What do I know about Jesus? And then you find yourself on the phone again. And you're like, I'm sorry, what did you say I was thinking about? Jesus. And then you can lead him to the Lord. <laughs> verse, verse 29. If you know that Jesus is righteous, you, remember, you are the little child. These are your words from your God to you through the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It says, if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone, this is you, who practices righteousness has been born of him. You have to practice righteousness. We read in Romans 3 last week that his righteousness is just and his righteousness justifies you and you are dressed in righteousness. Do you know how to wear it? Like, I don't know. 
How do I know? You practice it. How do I practice righteousness? Where do you need to practice? I don't know. Start with your heart. Start with your heart of worship. And if you can get your heart of worship to wrap around the fact that I'm completely dressed in the righteousness of God right now, right now I'm perfectly dressed in the righteousness of God right now, right now I'm so perfectly dressed in the, in the righteousness of my God. Do you feel that in your heart that moment? That, that right there is your heart of worship. When you think that Jesus is righteous and you feel your heart of worship like explode, that's your heart of worship. You just learned what that feels like. Imagine having that same heartbeat all day long. I love the expressions on our face. But do you realize what my day looks like? Imagine what that day could look like. Exactly how Earth has it set. Earth, Earth has its intentions. Satan has his plan. He's, he's a roaring lion. He's got his game. Do you know who's bigger and stronger and power and who can knock the lion out and will knock that little lion out? Jesus. Why? Because he's righteous. And his righteousness has clothed you right now. And if you can practice that heart of worship, and you carry that heart of worship with you now, and now, and now, and now. Oh, oh, you're going to be blown away. But you can't get to that point until you're willing to say, yes, I'll practice. If you say, no, I don't want to practice, say, no, you don't want to practice. We're human. We're adults. We can say, no, all we want to say. Don't tell me. It's my favorite. I had a three-year-old tell me that once. I taught daycare. I don't teach daycare anymore. <laughs> she stomped her foot. And she said, just don't tell me. Every day. Every day. This is our conversation. If you want to be that three-year-old little child, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Say no to Jesus. Here we go. Look, let's read a portion of scripture. And, I, and listen to the Holy Spirit with that heart of worship that you just felt or that you're practicing to feel. Listen, listen to a portion of scripture, please. Going into chapter 3, John writes these words. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. Can I put those into personal pronouns for a moment? See what kind of love the Father has given to you, that you should be called the child of God. And so you are. Do you feel that heart of worship? If not, say, I just don't. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. Right now you can call upon the name of the Lord. If you do know the name of the Lord, if you do know that Jesus has risen again, and you're not feeling the heart of worship, don't quit. Practice the heart of worship. Practice that heart of worship. You're like, but my heart is so hurt. Will you practice the heart of worship? Where you are in that cut off, feeling like a stone, feeling em empty, practice the heart of worship and be honest about it. Say, God, I don't, I don't, I could read this all day and I've been trying to read this all day and I feel nothing. Will you practice the heart of worship? Don't stop practicing. Listen to what scripture says. It says the reason why the world does not know, does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, stop and think about the word beloved. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. Don't quit. But we know, what do we know? 
but we know that when Jesus appears, we shall be like him. You say, but I'm not what I want to be. Friend, we're not gonna, going to ever be what we want to be because what we want to be is with Jesus, isn't it? We want to know what we're going to be the moment we stand before him. We want to be that and we want to be that right now. Right now we do. Okay, practice. Practice, but don't make yourself trip and fall just because you're not before him physically before the throne of God for eternity. You're still alive and I'm kind of thankful about that. We shall be like him because we shall see him. Oh, oh, wrap your head around this reality. We shall be, we shall be like Jesus because we, we will see Jesus as, as he is. And everyone, everyone, you who hopes in Jesus purifies yourself as Jesus is pure. And if you missed last week's study on the second part of love and you don't know what this looks like, what your pureness looks like, what your cleanness looks like, will you please watch that video? It's on podcast too, but please watch that video just so you could see the truth of what you look like. You are pure. You are pure. You are clean. Your mind, your heart, your soul is pure. It's clean. Why? Because Jesus is righteous. You say, I can't wrap my head around that. You just found your place of practice. How do I practice that? I know that every minute. I know that every minute. I'm, I'm pure. I'm clean. Jesus is righteous. You say, just repeat that all day. All day. Yeah. But don't think about doing that all day. That's overwhelming. Don't think about, I need to do this all day. Don't do that. Think about right now. Just think about right now. So that later in the day, you're like, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Don't go back and say, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Just right now. Just right now. Make sense? Don't beat yourself up. That's rude and weird. And don't try to jump into tomorrow. Tomorrow's got its own issues. If you don't practice today, you're not going to practice tomorrow. Tomorrow's always harder. But that's why God gives us right now so that we can grow now so we can face the next step. You have to do one step before the next, right? First John three, listen to your option of practice. Listen to your option of practice. Verse four, it says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Do you see the simplicity? of what John is saying. You know that Jesus appeared in order to take away what? Sins. And in Jesus, there is no what? Sin. No one, you, who abides in Jesus keeps on what? Ha, ah, what are you practicing? Ha <laughs> that's funny. You're like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> am I practicing sin or am I practicing righteousness? That's the question. That's the question. What are you practicing? What are you practicing? We're practicing something. All of us are practicing something always. What are you practicing? It's a good self-evaluation. No one who abides in Jesus. There's that word abide again. And again, John 15 will we'll build this, will grow this. No one who abides in Jesus keeps 
on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen Jesus or known Jesus. Little children. Do you see how he just separated the one who practices sin to the, the term little children? He reminds you, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Yes or no? John says the one who keeps on sinning is not living and abiding in Jesus. Little children, little children. And when you hear the word little children, you remember, oh, oh, I put my faith in Jesus. I'm not, I'm not that anymore. I'm not that anymore. I don't have to practice that anymore. That's not my practice anymore. I don't have to sit and practice all those stupid keys on that stupid keyboard any longer. I know Jesus. I'm that little child. Little children, let no one, oh, sweet friend, let no one deceive you. Get that mind. Do you see your mind? Let no one deceive you. And then he preaches truth. Listen to this truth. Whoever you, whoever practices righteousness is what? Righteous. Ooh, I like that boldness. Whoever practices righteousness is what? As Jesus is what? You have two choices. You can practice sin and continue sinning. Hmm. We've practiced that, haven't we? Are you tired of practicing that? Or you can practice righteousness and be what? What do you want? Interesting. You're like, but I want to be righteous. I want to see myself as righteous. Well, practice. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. John doesn't skirt words. Whoever makes the practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning. Oh, he's been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared, I love the contrast that John does. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the very works of the devil. The devil's going to keep on sinning. That doesn't mean you have to keep on sinning, child of God. You, that's not you anymore. It's not you anymore. You're like, but I'm having a hard time grasping that that's not me anymore. Let's grasp it. You want to teach your mind something? Let's teach your mind something. Do you have a piece of paper? On your piece of paper, I'm not going to show you mine yet because I don't want you to mimic mine. I want yours to look like you. Ready? On your piece of paper, draw big, the biggest circle you can draw. Like, but I've got a post-it note. Perfect. Draw a circle. This is just a circle. Don't worry about it not being straight. If you have monk tendencies, it's okay. Just draw a circle. You can crumple this up or fold it up gently and throw it away later. And then do it again at home so it's more perfect. Big, biggest circle. Above the very top of the circle, will you draw a cross? Like I didn't leave room. You told me big, just, just write a cross. Draw, draw a cross. And you could even put the words at the cross. Write the words at the cross. For me, next to that cross, I would put the age three. Because that's the first time I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, when I was three. Do you have an age that you received Jesus as your Savior? For me, also, I would put August 16th, 1994. That was the day I gave my life to Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Do you have a date? Write that on there. This is your story. You're drawing your story. Congratulations, you artist, you. On the outside of your circle, can you scribble something? Just scribble darkness. Just scribble. Just fill it in a little bit. It, it, it's, that's, that's darkness. 
That's all darkness. Yeah, gross. And the very center of the inside of your circle, will you write the words before the throne? Before the throne. In the very center of the circle. Because this is where you exist, is before the throne of God. As a child of God, little child, you are never not before the throne of God. You're like, but isn't that only when I pray? Well, no. Because God is always on his throne and his eyes are always on you. And he's always in communion with you. He's always in conversation with you. As a parent, we learn. Sometimes we have conversations with our children and they don't participate. But they're still part of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? God is always in conversation with you. Therefore, you're always before the throne. When you read 1 John 3, it says you are either practicing sin or you're practicing righteousness. If you've received Christ as your Savior, you are inside that circle. The blood of Jesus has completely put a circle around you. You are in, therefore, the light. Look at your paper. Do you see you in your paper? If you were to mark where you are, as you are where you are, inside that circle, completely surrounded by the blood of Jesus Christ, clean, pure, that center is God. Where do you see yourself in that circle? Where do you see yourself right now? Do you see yourself in that circle? And just maybe mark, mark, or don't mark and just, just contemplate. My other question is this. You want to know how to practice your heart of worship? As you sit there and you've got your little circle. I don't know if you can see this on camera and on podcast. You won't be able to see it at all. But those of us in our room, here's my circle. If I picture myself here and our nows might be different, right? But regardless of where we picture ourselves now and now and now, where are you? You're inside the circle. You're completely surrounded by the very love of your Savior, Jesus Christ. Always. There's, there's a line that blocks the darkness. Here's, here's what we practice. And here's what I ask you to start practicing this week in Scripture where you are. If you start in John 15, oh, oh, enjoy John 15. And write what you know. Write your truths inside the circle. But ask yourself this. Every now that you remember to ask yourself this. Which direction are my eyes facing? If I picture myself right here in my circle and my eyes are facing the darkness, what am I going to try to practice? Sin. If I just simply turn around and I face the very throne of God that is always before me, always, what am I going to practice? Righteousness. You're like, it's that simple? Sure. See how simple it is to practice every day, keeping my eyes, keeping my eyes set, my mind set, my heart set, and keeping that heart of worship. As I read scripture, find that sentence that makes your heart worship and hold on to that sentence all day. All nows, every now. And train yourself, train your soul how to live in a heart of worship. Does that sound doable? Does it sound awesome? It's awesome. Don't ever stop practicing. Wherever you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ, practice right there. Don't practice where you once were, where you want to be, where your friend is, where your spouse is. You, this is you and Jesus. What's happening between somebody else? What is that to you? You stay right here. Do you love me? 
Do you love me? You know I love you. Heart of worship. I'm going to practice that. Okay. Father God, your word is always open. It's always open and it's so ready to teach us. I thank you so much. I thank you so much for teaching us the simplicity of your love in ways that we can understand it. I pray that you'll help us to be real with where we are. I pray, Father God, if one of us is hearing this and seeing that circle and feeling feeling the truth of being outside that circle, standing in the midst of darkness, wondering how, how life could get better. What's the way? Is there any possibility? Father God, I pray for that heart right now that they will put their eyes on you, Jesus Christ, on the cross, wearing their sin, loving them and offering them full forgiveness and full freedom from the darkness. I pray, Father God, for salvation upon that person right now. I pray that with their heart and with their mouth that they will proclaim, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were buried. I believe, I believe that God rose you from the dead. And I put my faith in you. Oh, Father God, I pray salvation upon that heart right now. Father God, for those of us that have received Jesus, the ones who have put our faith in you, the ones that proclaim the words, I am the one whom Jesus loves, I pray that you'll help us to see where we are. And we are in the light. We are in your love. We are dressed in your righteousness. I pray that you help us to practice. Help us to practice wearing your righteousness as we are where we are. Help us to practice. Build our heart. Build our heart of worship, Father God. This is our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Help us to spread the love of Jesus by subscribing giving us a thumbs up, and writing a comment. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions and prayer requests to womeninseparable at gmail.com.